With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is a crowd podcast. You can't let these guys bully you off the pot. What would be a good move for him at Cruiserweight? Where does Angel Fernandez fit in? His career is on the line. He couldn't get involved. He couldn't get there. If Joshua wins, trying to make the Fury fight in the summer. It's a comeback fight. What Joshua needs. Let's get on with it. I'm George. He's Deck. Hello. It's the George Groves Boxing Club. Good morning, Deck. Good morning, George. How are you? I'm really good. Well, I'm tired, actually. Are you? I'm going to sound oh, really yeah. good, but I'm tired. I had a busy weekend. And it was your birthday. I lost an hour on my birthday as well. Oh, shit, yeah. Did anybody else <laughs> notice that? Yeah. I was like, I had 20, 24-hour party people, but no, it would turn into something less, which suited me, really. I'm not sure I could have made a full 24 hours of partying. We are also, this week, starting our new... We've kind of done it already before, but officially, this is the first of our proper review slash preview shows that will be coming out on Mondays, George. Well, Dave, do you know what these shows are called? How about that deck? So, of course, famously, George, that was Andy McLean. Andy McLean, who came up with that. So big up yourself, Andy McLean. But I liked this little one from Marley Anderson, who was at 91 Marley on Twitter. We can all have a little pull and a push. Obviously, in reference to Carl Froch's famous response in your head-to-head, but we've gone for how about that then, Deck? The second one, the latter, we would run the risk of Carl Froch suing us for one of his catchphrases. He so definitely would as well. He, if royalty, I can feel a, a cease and assist letter coming. <laughs> Where should we, we start? Should we start with the weekend's action? Yeah, let's start with the weekend. So, yeah, the way they're going to work, we'll obviously review what happened at the weekend. Most of the time, one of us, if not both, will be working at him, but we'll certainly have a, a look at all of the main bits of action and then we'll look ahead to the weekend after. And like you say, over the next few weeks and months, really, boxing goes wild. Let's start this weekend. First of all, we should say big show on Friday that you were at Bolton. We're not going to cover that one, but Lyndon Arthur came through late standing. We're going to try and get Lyndon on, aren't we, to do an episode about the jab. So that's in the works. Just briefly, George, George, impressed with Lyndon? 
wasn't the best Lyndon, um, Lyndon Arthur. I made him the winner. He dropped um, Crichton. Crichton. He dropped Crichton in the last round. Yeah. So that was Channel 5. Don't miss out on your Channel 5 shows. There's one coming up this weekend as well. Friday night, Harlem Eubank. Back yes. You'll call. Harlem, in the club. Club member. Lovely lad, Harlem. So he's on his, still on his journey. Onwards and upwards. He's got another tough test in, in front of him. So I want to see another stellar performance from Harlem. I wrote um, a feature in the Boxing News with Harlem this week. If you are that way inclined, go and have a read of it. But so that was in Bolton Friday night. So you're already up north. Little trip down the M whatever the motorway is to Manchester for the return of the source Lawrence Acoli first fight back or first fight for 13 months and also his first fight back on Sky after an acrimonious split with Eddie Hearn matchroom and therefore DAZN he boxed David Light his WBO mandatory challenger for that cruiserweight title he won a wide UD initial thoughts George on the performance not the very, very best Lawrence Acoli that I've seen. Well, it was to be expected and not, you know, so he's, he's changed trainer as well as promoter. And I think even his management, he's no longer with 258 management. So made some wholesale changes. I think his upsticks are moved abroad. Um, and logistically, that was a bit of a problem with his link up with Shane McGuigan. He's made a change in trainer and he's gone with uh, Sugar Hill, who's obviously an amazing trainer, uh, training Tyson Fury, also training Ben Whitaker. I was told it's the same source with a bit of sugar. Nice. David Light wasn't light work. He, no. he ate them right hands and he just kept coming. So he was always going to have to close the distance. Um, he couldn't get caught at the end of the shot with Lawrence Acoli. So it was a worry that it was going to get in close. He was going to wet be a tough guy be a really tough New Zealand man come in take the, take the shots and then when he's in close he can't get his work off and it ends up being a bit of a hug and slug fest but it wasn't Akoli's much more neater on the inside he still can't get off that great work he, you know the, his best work will always be at that, that double distance that long range struggled to pull the trigger a little bit with the right hand I thought the left hand wasn't quite as varied with variety it didn't have the same snap that he's had before you could hear Sugar Hill in the corner telling him that telling him like, give some variation go to the body more you don't go head hunting with this guy this guy is going to all you're going to do is just keep his hands up David Light never really in the fight for me deck but Akoli's one of them fighters and, and sometimes it is with the bigger guys the cruiserweights where there's the highlight reel when it's a knockout whew, you watch that 10 second clip of the fight and you're like wow what did I miss but when it doesn't come the rest of it it's either a chess match or you know you're waiting so but Good, solid win for Akoli. What did what did you think? Yeah, much the same, really. I thought David Light was tough as old boots. Unbelievable chin. His problem is that he had to just keep walking forward to try and close the distance. But then, obviously, it means that he can't really get anything off and he's just getting hit on the way in. I thought it's quite messy at times from Akoli, but it's kind of what he does. He gets away with it because he's so powerful and stuff. But a lot of the time, it's not easy on the eye. Now, it's no disrespect to him, but it's often because of the opponent's not there to tango with him, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, it's one of them. He's had 13 months out so a bit of ring rust like you say turbulent 13 months outside the ring as well all sorts of changes needed to get it out of the way mandatory challenge and he can move on from there it's not the first time either that on a Monday you've been thinking about a Lacoli performance and feeling a little bit unfulfilled he had obviously the one with Chamberlain a few years back the Matty Askin fight was miserable sometimes it sort of can be quite dull but it's not for the want of trying I think obviously he's only been with Sugar Hill for a couple of months maybe not even that really from yeah start of the year-ish obviously a cronk man good long straight punching guy and I think that's what 
Akoli needs unbelievable attributes for that and speaking of which that moves us on or brings us on to what might be next for him so obviously he could stay at cruiserweight because he's defended against the mandatory that would suggest he has plans to stick about and look for a unification with one of the other champions just here in Britain Richard Riakpour one that's been built up to Londoners with history CBS former stable mate with Shane McGuigan he's just had announced a big fight May the 27th so there's big fights here and then further afield, Badu Jack, uh, Arsene Gulamarian, who's the other one? Jay Opataya. And that's without even mentioning a potential move up to heavyweight. So let's just stay on the cruiserweight idea. Do you think he should stay there? And if he did, what would be a good move for him at cruiserweight? I would stay at cruiserweight if I was him for now. If As long as he can just about make the weight, because he looks huge. Like mm. I mean, he's, always look, he's always been huge for the weight, but I felt he looked a little bit heavier last night. And that might just be travelling back from the States. You know, it's, I know we're at the end of end of March but maybe he came into camp a little bit late I know he can just balloon up in weight but the heavyweight scene is still pretty dogged pretty tied up we're waiting for a unification that might might not come about so if I'm him Cruiser World Champion with some opposition with some dance partners I'd stay at Cruiser for as long as I can I think I'll be eyeing that Richard Riakpour fight next if I'm him I'm thinking that's a that's a good fight you know two two Londoners that and I think that sells you know if Sky end up picking up that fight make that fight which I don't see why they couldn't or wouldn't that's an exciting fight because they're two big punchers who are going to be very wary of each other's power so opposites is maybe the Chamberlain fight with with Akoli where they're both young and inexperienced and they're coming together and getting tangled up I don't think that's not Richard Riakpo's style really he won't be trying to wrestle with uh, Akoli he'll be looking to walk him onto that big right hand and Akoli the same so it could just be who makes the first mistake and someone's gone someone's blown away I interviewed Daniel Dubois last week a Shane McGuigan fighter shared countless rounds with Akoli across the years in the Peacock and then I'm sure with McGuigan as well he said that Akoli's ready to mix it at heavyweight he'd be an interesting addition he's ready for him etc etc do you think he could be a force at heavyweight maybe if he has another year at cruiser do you think he's he could do the business up there like Usyk has Yes, I think I think heavyweights will suit him. He doesn't fight like Usyk, so it won't be like Usyk. But the bigger guys who are a little bit slower and therefore easier to hit will suit Lawrence Okoli. He's not only got freakish power, but he's got freakish strength. He's super strong on the inside, which is kind of what you definitely need to have in the heavyweight division. You know, you can't just be a big puncher. You've got to be able to be super strong. Like you can imagine Joseph Parker is frighteningly strong. Dillian White, strong. Chisora, Daniel Dubois. You can't let these guys bully you off the pot. You've got to be able to hold your own in terms of planting your feet and shooting. I think Lawrence Coley has that, more so even than like a Deontay Wilder. Now, I'm not saying he can hit as hard as Deontay Wilder, but I think he can plant his feet, have that strength in the pocket, probably more so than, than, than a Wilder. So, yeah, I'd like to love to see him up at heavyweight. You know, you want to see him fight maybe some of the Brits first. I'd love to see him in with a Dillian White, who I know he's had altercations with in the past they haven't got on they've sparred dabs that's a brilliant fight so you know you're talking about the big domestic dust-ups hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price 
Go to your happy price, price line. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Exciting times. Either wait for a Cody, that's for sure. Okay, before we go to America, just a quick one. Obviously, you didn't see it because you were in Manchester, but in Telford, Frank Warren and BT did a show. Just wanted to mention Andrew Kane against Iron at Baluta. Andrew Kane, the Scouse wrecking ball, came unstuck. Actually, broke a hand early on, got dropped, lost on points, close decision. If you haven't seen it, go and try and catch up with it. We're not going to review it, but unbelievable fight. One of the fights of the year already. We've had some mad fights already this year, to be fair. That one right up in there. Hopefully we get the rematch. Kane reckons will stop him with two um, good hands over the course of another 12 rounds if it was to go that far. Andrew Kane, just one of a number of very, very exciting fighters in that Frank Warren stable. Baluta, by the way, what a character he is. Yeah, great fight. Go and see it if you haven't yet. Okay, so over to America, Las Vegas, a big, big box office fight, this one. No title on the line. Caleb Plant against David Benavidez. Obviously, Caleb Plant, been there, done it, lost to Canelo, but former world champion. David Benavidez, very much the upcoming star of the division, was looking for his big breakout night. David Benavidez won unanimous decision. He definitely won it on my cards. Before we get into the fight, George, Caleb Plant, a former sparring partner of yours, is that, how long ago was that, back in the day? Yeah, that was back in the day. So I hadn't been with Shane McGuigan long, but I was out in Vegas supporting Cole Frampton fighting Santa Cruz. Yeah, so we was out was out in Vegas, we was in the Frampton mansion. The Frampton. And we was using a gym which I think was Sean Porter's gym. And then we I was hustling for some sparring, but really I was like pretty abroad. I was fat and pasty and it's not that hot there in January. Sunburn. So at least I wasn't sunburned. No, I wasn't sunburned <laughs> this time there. But um, I was trying to make a good account of myself. I didn't, I wanted to be part of the team. Do you know what I mean? So I was in, I was in there with the, t- the McGuigan team, n- n- new on the scene. And Shay said, we get you some sparring. I was like, oh, brilliant. Who you got? Caleb Plant and his mate. I can't remember his mate's name. But I was like, all right, cool. I'm up for that. And he's sharp I mean he's razor sharp plant I'm not sure if he's like that all, all year round or if he was coming up for a fight I was probably more yeah I mean I must have been more established than him I had the world title fights this is years ago so I was thinking now ah, I've heard of you but you know I'll pull you around but um, yeah no lightning quick couldn't really land an awful lot on him but I was impressed with him didn't show a lot of power at the time but since then has shown to be a good puncher you know a powerful guy when this fight was made 
you'd, I'd never done any rounds with Benavidez, but I know sp- sparring partners of his, and he was always a dark horse, like as in they're telling you he's, he's a monster. You know, he is a monster, but I think he's got discipline problems. You know, he's had problems. He's failed weight before. He's had other problems. So um, just whether it was going to never happen for him or not, I don't know. But so when this fight was made, I thought Plant, who's been in the big fights now, I think Plant will probably have the skill to deal with him. And he started strong, didn't he? He started really good. But I think, yeah, the monster, Benavidez, you know, that's why these are championship fights. He's 12, over 12 rounds, just called up with him. So I get on top. What do you think, Dak? Yeah, you're right. They call him the Mexican monster. He looked like one. I'm a massive fan of Benavidez. He got an amazing backstory. He used to be a fat kid. Obviously, he's got a younger brother, Jose, who was like an amateur phenomenon when he was younger. And David was genuinely a fat kid in the background, just doing pads. Obviously, worked himself down to 12 stone. He was looked amazing at the weight. You mentioned his discipline problems. Had a drugs ban for recreational use of cocaine. He's had he's missed weight, like you say. But it felt like he just needed like something proper to get his teeth stuck into, and then he would shake it all off. And this was that fight. If he had messed this one up, then you could have asked some real questions. But this was his opportunity, and he took it. Plant really did start well. Benavidez can make some mistakes sometimes. Squares up his feet a bit, gets a bit too eager. But he's a massive puncher, huge at the weight, really fast combination puncher as well for his size. Caleb Plant showed some hanging in there really hurt at times towards the end very very impressive performance from Benavidez grit heart determination found obviously got the UD in the end the question now is what happens next with Benavidez because this was his big coming out party his big opportunity to make a splash obviously as a Mexican-American the obvious fight to make or the obvious target is Canelo still the biggest name in that division biggest name in the sport to be honest having watched the fight I was massive on Benavidez beating Canelo especially given the timing of their two careers Canelo kind of coming towards the end-ish of his long long reign Benavidez really really coming towards his peak I just thought it'd be right for him but having watched that I'm starting if they were to box this year I'd probably pick Canelo off the basis of that fight, just on the experience and now some know-how. What do you reckon? Do you think Benavidez got a chance against Canelo? Do you think he could he could get hold of him over twelve rounds? I'm not sure. Benavidez, this still is the best is yet to come. Maybe I think he's a guy who he's so big at the weight and he knows how to use his size. He could throw a real spanner in the works, you know. Uh, and Alvarez, Canelo Alvarez, is he's just not big. And we saw with um, the Bivol fight, he couldn't get involved. He couldn't get there. And I think he knows, like, that's why he wasn't screaming for a rematch straight away because it wasn't like he just got his tactics wrong or something just went wrong. It was just one fight, that cha- one punch that changed, changed the fight. It was, he's always going to struggle with the big, big guys who've got the boxing IQ and Benavidez sure super middleweight but he could easily have been a light heavyweight he's, he's, he's a big lump it would be massive that division been a little bit Sleepy's probably harsh, but it hasn't been the greatest division, that 12-stone, since you stepped away, really. But uh, Benavidez, obviously, he's a real star. People like David Morrell, they're talking about maybe that could be the next fight for Benavidez. Good fight for him. Good fight for both of them. And again, we'd learn a bit more about that. But it's a good point you make about the size. Bivol, obviously, box to orders and that very, very Eastern European amateur style. Can Benavidez do that? I think he might let him get a bit too close, but we'll see. We'll see. And that's one, it might never happen because 
because Johnny Ryder's going to go and shock the world in, in Mexico. So maybe we'll talk about Ryder Benavidez later this year. One fight which definitely is happening. Well, Touchwood, we're recording on Monday. You never know these days. Anthony Joshua is back on April Fool's Day against Jermaine Franklin. His first fight back since the second defeat against Oleksandr Usyk. He's coming off the back of two defeats, back-to-back defeats to Usyk, obviously. I think it's fair to say against Jermaine Franklin at the 0-2, his career is on the line? Yes. I mean, it's got to be because he's had so many huge nights already in his career. He's been at the top of the game for a long time and it's back-to-back defeats, but it's back-to-back defeats against Alexander Usyk. You know, it's not he got beat and then they gave him a, a gimme fight back and he blew that. And even now with Franklin, Franklin's He's a good fighter. I don't think I don't think it's a problem for Joshua. I think I think Joshua will be switched on smart, up for it, boxing well. Might make a little bit of a, the odd mistake. Might not be quite at his at his best. I can't see any spanners in the works here, Deck. I think I'm making him a, a big favourite and I can see him getting rid of Franklin. Franklin obviously a really good fighter. A lot of people thought he was a little bit unlucky against Dillian White in his last out in. How do you make it? What do you see? Yeah, I think it's a good opponent for Joshua. Like you say, Franklin, many people thought he beat Dylan White at Wembley. It was a close fight. Joshua was ringside. I think the idea was that White was going to blow Franklin away and then they'd sort of shout at each other and arrange a fight between those two this year. But off the back of that performance, he's got this one, another big fight, another big payday for him. He's only getting better at this level as well, Franklin. I think he's he's good. I think the problem for him and the, the good thing for Joshua is that he hasn't got a little Southpaw magician dancing around him this time. He's a big guy, he's a big lump. He ain't going to have to go far to find him. I think he's good. He's got good sort of hand defences. He, he counters well, but obviously to counter, he's going to have to put himself in the line of fire. And I feel like it's a good opponent, a good style for Joshua to look good against. Having said that, he's I think he's boxed 14. This is going to be his 15th 12 round fight. And I believe only three of those has gone inside the first half of the fight. So he's not, you know, he's not a big fast starter. He's not a big Mike Tyson sort of early blowout heavyweight. I think he'll work his way into this. He's durable, Franklin, but he almost got taken out by White in the 12th round, nearly had him. I think Joshua gets to him in the sort of last quarter of the fight. But a couple of interesting points. The first one, for the first time, I believe at the time of recording, you could go and buy a ticket for this fight at the O2. Now that is absolutely unheard of with Anthony Joshua fights. You know, he's been used to selling out Wembley. It's an interesting sort of development in the career of Anthony Joshua. Do you feel like his star power is waning a little bit with the quote unquote sort of casual market he hasn't sold out the O2 in the blink of an eye like he normally does and maybe he hasn't got that draw that he used to have where do you sort of land on that debate considering you were once in a position where you had to sort of sell tickets and whatnot that's tough for a fighter sometimes I found it tough in in my career I went from selling out Wembley Stadium 80,000 to not selling out Wembley Arena four months later which is only 8,000 there's no belt it's just a fight it's a comeback fight people are not clambering over each other to get there and I'm not sure how Joshua will approach that will he be frustrated with his fan base will he be thinking you come for the good times but I need you now in, in the rebuild and they're not there but also obviously he's now trained in the States that always plays a part deck Um, I was talking with some colleagues at Sky over the weekend that any fighter once they go to the States and they train out there it's really hard to keep and build the following over here in the UK even if you're having your fights over here in the UK you're not popping up on the telly sporadically throughout camp you know you're not coming and watching the big fights that are getting televised where they're filming you walking in or sitting ringside all you really got to play with is showing up for your fight week presser your fight week workout your weigh in 
in your fight? He was asked by Eddie Hearn actually at the launch press conference, what is the motivation? He said money. He said he likes making money. So let's get, let's talk about Derek James for a sec. So like you say, he's moved to America this time in Texas. Derek James, sort of renowned trainer, one of, maybe one of the best, you know, one of the top, top elite coaches in the, in the sport. Well known for his work with Errol Spence Jr., the, you know, the welterweight champion, uh, Jamel Charlo at light middleweight. But it's interesting because Joshua had a long, long association with Rob McCracken. Then it sort of fell apart in the sort of wake of the Andy Ruiz fight and he got Angel Fernandez, Joby Clayton in. And then for the rematch, they got rid of Rob completely. Angel and Joby stayed on and they brought in Robert Garcia. But now for this one, he's got rid of everyone. Clayton, Fernandez, Garcia, all gone. He's gone to Texas. He's training with Derek James. It looks like a proper old school camp, i.e. he turns up, he has one coach and the coach tells him what to do. Do you think that's going to be good for him? I think it will be good for him because can't see the dynamics when you've got multiple trainers who could be giving you different instructions, see things differently. It's, it's that sport where you don't have like a goalkeeper coach. You have to do it all. You got to, you don't have a defensive coach and an offensive coach in boxing. I've had it before when I was training under Adam Booth. Adam Booth was the main coach and then you'd have Dave Caldwell was in the gym, Gary Logan was in the gym, Paddy Fitzpatrick was in the gym. You might finish off with a couple of rounds with these guys, but they have to compliment the main man, whoever the main coach is. And if you're starting with Angel Fernandez and then going to essentially train with a bigger name, a more established trainer, where does Angel Fernandez fit in? Who's got Joshua's ear the most? I think he probably got to that point where he's thinking there's too many, what's the saying, that you're the saying, man. Too many cooks spoil the broth. Maybe he's one big broth. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe need a bit of sugar in there. But I like, so what you do, Deck, I'd imagine, this is how I think everyone's brain must work now, is like, look at the fighters you like, figure yeah. out who's training them and be like, well, I want to fight like them. If you want to fight like a Kronk fighter, you can see the sugar, don't you? Because he, yeah. he's a fella who's been in and around it, knows it, and now he's who's he training, you know? And then you've got to go and obviously gel with a trainer, you got to understand and buy into their philosophies, you know, buy into their way of training. But hopefully he just he shows up and he switched on and he's not caught somewhere in the middle, not questioning the new setup, the new coach, but sitting down at the end of the round, if he's four rounds in and what he's been working on in camp ain't happening, does he go, fuck it, I know what I'm doing. Could I just crack on with what I know? Essentially, you hope that the plan works. I spoke to both guys, Joshua and James, and I think that they are on the same page. And I think it's exactly what Joshua needs because he will trust him implicitly. What he, he tell him what to do, and he's going to do it. And I feel like Joshua needs that. That's one of his strengths. I think is he, he can box to orders when he needs to. Derek James got some aggressive fighters in there. To be fair, he's done really good work with southpaws and a lot of good body punches. Now, Joshua is a big six foot, whatever he is, five, six heavyweight against a smaller guy like Franklin. He might not be, you know, body punching might not be the key to this fight, but it'd be interesting to see if he's done a bit of that. But it's a very, very interesting little vignette in this fight is what is the score going to be now with this new trainer and is it going to work? Has it worked? Has it, has the relocation worked? Very, very interesting indeed. Now, if he wins in style, like we're all expecting him to, or at least if he wins, where does that put him in the heavyweight division? So obviously, one, he's lost his belts to Usyk. Usyk and Fury no longer fighting for the Undisputed. So Usyk's probably going to go and fight Dubois, defend his belts. Fury's going to fight, who knows, maybe Joe Joyce if he comes through against Zhang, but he's looking for a fight. Eddie Hearn's already talked up the possibility of if Joshua wins, trying to make the Fury fight in the summer. Would that be a good move for AJ? Do you think that should be his target or should he just forget about that for a bit and move on with something else? Not beneficial necessarily to, to Joshua, but maybe to the fan is that he's probably in a position where it's good for him to fight anyone. So the Fury fight, 
can get made, but so could Deontay Wilder be a good fight. You know, before when Joshua's got the belts and even when Wilder had the WBC, they probably both would try and price themselves out of that fight because it's high risk for both. But now, neither of them are belt holders. They kind of got to throw a bit more caution to the wind. You know, as a fan, it'll be great if you see Joshua in the mix a little bit more before he gets his title shot because otherwise them fights just might not get made. He might just think, right, I just got to win a world title one more time. I knew I still had it and I'm back, I'm back at the top and then he might leave the sport. Joyce, I think if Joyce don't get a shot, then the Joshua fight is huge for him, huge platform, two local lads getting it on. Hergovic, who's been around forever, it feels like, um, but hasn't pulled the trigger yet. And then who else is there, Deck? Martin Bacoli's around, you know, those guys. But you've just named a few that they could do. Zhang, if he beats Joyce, becomes a big fight. Like you say, Joyce is a big fight. They've described this as the start of the next chapter of Joshua's career. And it does feel like that. It feels like he had the first run, came back, won his belts, and then he had the Usyk problem. So he's into stage three. It all starts on Saturday night on April the 1st. But will he make Franklin look like a fool, George? That's the conclusion of the first How About That Then Deck episode. Love that. If you want to become an Elite Club member, you've got to hit that follow button in your podcast app. And if you want to get in touch on the socials, GG Boxing Club, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, email us at crowdnetwork.co.uk, George. And speaking of celebratory moods, you've got some new big news, haven't you? I have. I've got some really big news, Deck. Some exciting Uh news. But we are in the running for some awards we've been nominated deck but we need some help obviously well we need the listeners to vote for us to vote for us to become the best combat sport and also the best sports talk show oh sweet so we're up for for two are we we're up for two awards looking for the double so head to our link tree in the bio for all the socials so just hit the links you've got to register uh you've got to find our category then you've got to vote for us if you do that uh you're going for a nomination for a signed water bottle ggbc signed water bottle signed by deck signed by me we'll get a pen on there though they can win a signed pen as well it's also exciting for anyone who's feeling a bit chilly these days that we have got a couple of hoodies left but they're selling fast i think there's a few left i don't know what sizes we've got left but you can get the merch in the link tree as well. And if you've got any guest ideas, feature ideas in and outside of boxing, we're all ears for them, aren't we, George? Also, Zach, you can listen to us on Spotify. Check out our playlist, The Ring Walk. And if you're listening, George, and you're like, oh, these ads, I've really done my head in. Why don't you just go on uh, Amazon Music? Then you get you can listen ad free. Deck, we are back Wednesday. Regular listening Wednesday. Who have we got? It's the half century, George. It's official. And what a banger. Maybe the best one we've ever done with an old friend of yours unbelievable stories he has a wild story in boxing and beyond as we find out it's a two-parter it's our 50th episode it is Anthony Agogo yes uh, Anthony Agogo good friend of mine one of my best friends in boxing former stable mate in the amateur boxing scene we travelled the world together we've shared rooms we've probably shared sweatsuits and skipping ropes and stuff like that so he's kindly come on to be our 50th guest to talk us through his world of boxing some funny stories we had on the road he is now a professional wrestler he's had to dust off the boxing boots and then put them back on roll them down to ankle level and he's uh yeah he's in there now he's wrestling boots professional wrestler anthony ogogo is on the pod i cannot wait for that one george i will see you then see you wednesday deck ta-ta
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary dtw report prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus